Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're starting our journey through the, I guess, mini-series, uh, Echo. Um, super fun, super exciting. The whole season is out right now, uh, but we're going to go one episode at a time uh, to give you all the good details and insider information that we think is pertinent. Uh, and just, you know, what we thought of the episodes. Um so we're obviously starting with episode one and a quick uh, like recap, I guess you kind of get this in the, in the series too, but just in case um, anyone is confused or doesn't remember what's going on, this kind of picks up both after with a little bit of before uh, Hawkeye, where is like the first time that we are introduced to Echo in the Marvel universe. So, that's kind of what we see, you know, Hawkeye ends on such like a crazy cliffhanger ending, like what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and this season starts and I feel like it didn't pick up immediately with what happened. So I was like, no, but but really what happened? So uh, we'll get into that, though. Um, so I guess uh, first thoughts for this first episode. We going first episode or the whole season? We'll just do first. We'll just do first episode. All right. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, so I didn't get like spoiled per se going into this, but I did catch like about the intro, which is basically don't worry, like you're not watching something else, like it is Echo, because man, the intro is out there. Which a lot of this stuff is, and um, yeah, definitely have me intrigued on where where they're going to go with with all of this, uh, and we'll eventually get to it. Um, but you know, this is a good setup episode. We get a lot of, uh, like you said, you know, this is connected with Hawkeye, so there are a lot of moments that are kind of reflected back in that. So you do you get that time jump of back and forth of like the origin with Echo leading up to like where we're at today. Uh, but overall, I thought they did a good job with it. Um, 
thought it was pretty pretty good setup to really understand the roots of this character and kind of set up the where we're going to go with the season. How about you, Elisa? Um, I really enjoyed this first episode. Um, I wasn't entirely sure of what to expect from Echo um, because I knew it would be different from the other Disney Plus series that we watched, but I also wasn't sure how much it would have in common with the things like Jessica Jones and Daredevil, like the Netflix series. Um, but I really liked it. Uh, Maya is such like an interesting character. And I find myself rooting for her, even though what she wants to do is crime. <laughs> like her her goal <laughs> is to like take over Kingpin's criminal empire, which I'm hoping she decides it's maybe not a good idea. Um, but yeah, uh, very interested to see where the rest of the series goes after this. Um, and yeah, even though this has been a little bit darker, I think, than the other Disney Plus series, um, I found myself cringing a lot less than I did watching Jessica Jones. So that is good. <laughs> <laughs> they did yeah, give you I... uh, the mature warning before a few of the episodes. But, yes. Um, you get those moments. I don't think they went to the degree like Netflix went. Oh, no. Um, but definitely, like you said, in terms of like the, the Disney Plus series, yeah, this is definitely probably the most mature one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I will say that like the for it being a shorter series, I felt like we were going to get stuck with a lot more backstory um, than we did. And this first episode really like just kind of cleared up what was going on before and like a quit. It was like real fast. Like, here's what happened. Well, I guess it wasn't real fast, but it was like, here's what happened to Maya as a child. Here's what happened to Maya when she was working with Kingpin, like raising through the ranks. Here's where she is now. And then the season like starts. Um, and it's still like we get some of that, like, you know, flashbacks and what was going on before and and stuff like that. But it felt like for them having such a short season for this, I appreciated that up front they hit us with like, quick things it wasn't like an entire episode on her as a child or an entire episode on mm-hmm. her dealing with kingpin it was just like no you got like a quick montage of her like rising the ranks with kingpin and you know her childhood story was traumatic and violent and it happened pretty quickly it was like one of the mm-hmm. first things that you see so it was like okay all right well now we can move on um, the think, biggest. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say there's there's a lot of detail in this series mm-hmm. uh, that I think does does what it needs to do to set up like when everything's taking place, and we'll definitely get into those um, for being such a short se- season. You know, mm-hmm. I will say like with with how much I have enjoyed it, I wish that it was longer. Yeah. Um. Because it feels like they could have fleshed a little bit of this out some more and not in like a negative way. I, I don't think there was anything that felt like super rushed or or like crammed together. But I think there could have been an episode on I, her. Like, pre- I think if when you understand the character from the comics and those stories, mm-hmm. it definitely makes you want more. Because mm-hmm. there are some really cool stories with Echo. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, hopefully, you know, I don't really know what happens to make them like feel like they rushed this series to get it out. And then we're like, never mind, we're not going to do a full season. Though. Never mind, we're not going to do a regular release. Like here, it, it's just all here to watch. So I don't know what like. I'm sure it was like a couple things that caused that to happen, but was this I'm hoping right that... during the strike? Is that possibly what it was? Was they just had to yeah, like I... piece together what they had? I thought that this series was done, at least done filming before the strike happened. I thought so too. Maybe. And I know mm-hmm. like editors were wrapped up in the strike as well, but it just seems mm-hmm. like you know they had the stuff. I mean, maybe they didn't. I don't know. You know, we don't work for Marvel, so we don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say there was one thing that stood out to me in this first episode that I just couldn't get over. Mm-hmm. Um, relatively early on in the episode, we see. Well, we see the scene that we saw in Hawkeye where Ronan comes in and kills uh, Maya's dad, Mm -hmm. which like kicks off Maya trying to find Ronan. But then we also see a fight between Maya and Daredevil, Mm -hmm. which was like, wow, Daredevil's in the first episode of this? Like, all (laughs) right, coming in hot. Yeah. (laughs) And the fight, the fight was really cool, except... There's a moment where they go inside like a gun cage. And when the camera spins around, all of a sudden, both of them are CG doubles. And they do like Mm. two moves in the fight where they are full CG people, not actors. And then he like pulls a, I don't know, like a rack or something down on her. And then it cuts to back to regular actors. And I just don't know why they did that it doesn't it's not awful you know like if if like pretty okay cg is fine that's fine but it just seems so glaringly different going from people to these weird like noodle armed cg people like i'm pretty (laughs) sure at one point the daredevil's leg like bends in an unnatural way when he's like swinging a (laughs) kick and i was just like what is this? Why did they do this? Yeah. And it it's only for, you know, two seconds. It's not a long, but it just seems like, God, wouldn't they have just like redone that take so they got it right instead of CGing them? I don't know. That was my only know. like negative thing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I've uh, re- yeah, I'll, I'll be at that moment soon. I've recently started rewatching episode one again because I think there's so many little details like even just starting to rewatch it i've already found like things that kind of like come full circle you know that i didn't Mm -hmm. pick up on through the first watch um but since this episode has come out there's been so much news around daredevil uh specifically i guess daredevil born again where daredevil sits within everything i'm questioning how much of it is valid right so like the Mm -hmm. biggest piece of news that i read was that that uh daredevil so basically uh, if i remember correctly is daredevil kingpin and maya 
were not blipped. Okay. So this fight they're saying was like during the blip. Okay. But it, I think where we see with Kingpin and his role makes me question of like what was going on during that period. Like what, what could have they been doing? Cause it seems like if Kingpin was around during the blip, like he would have been a little bit of a higher status than he is today per se. Mm -hmm. But also like the details around this is that when Kingpin gets Maya, it's before Iron Man's create, like, like Tony becomes Iron Man. So it's like Kingpin's been around through all of the MCU. Right. Which what's he. So I just want to know, like, I'd rather have this been extended to see like what they were doing during the blip, you know, mm -hmm. to know, like to get more of the role of like where dare daredevil's at, what's his connection with Kingpin, like what, like how what's been going on there and how right. kind of Maya fits into that more. I mean, especially because like if they were going to say that they were here during the blip mm -hmm. and maybe the scene, like maybe Hawkeye happened before the blip, mm -hmm. then I could buy it. Like, yeah, yeah. So basically what we see, you know, for any of you who don't remember, Hawkeye ends with Maya, like, stopping Kingpin in an alley and then pointing a gun at his face. And then we hear the gunshot, but we don't see what happened. So in this episode, we learn that she did shoot him in the head, um, but he survived that. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, like if if this happened during the blip, that could explain why he's not a higher status than he is now because he was recovering from a gunshot wound to the face. Yeah. But yeah, it, it happening after the blip, it's like, well, how fast is he going to heal from this? And to your point, like, does he have a high standing or... Are we supposed to believe that the original Daredevil show happened during the blip, maybe? And so, like, if none of them got blipped, then that's why hmm. all that happened. And we don't, they're not going to explain it because they're like, yeah, yeah, all that happened during the five years that everyone was gone. And it's like, oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think that's fine, but. There could be yeah. more. Yeah, and we know that Hawkeye took place after the blip because, like, Clint had his kids back and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Like, it mm -hmm. was, right. it was right. after, but they kept flashing back to when he was Ronin. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like Maya could have definitely been working with Kingpin during the blip if none of them got, uh, got you know, snapped. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, there's there's no way that this is set during the blip this is definitely mm. after and also how yeah. do you get shot in the head through the eye and live how um, I, yeah I, yeah now we have like comic accurate kingpin he can just tank yeah. literally anything and he's fine so does that okay since i don't know much about kingpin does he actually have powers or is he just huge no he's is just thing huge. being huge yeah, he's, he's it's just, just a big the fact guy. that he's just like <laughs> he's got insane human strength, basically. Mm -hmm. It's not like cosmic strength or anything. It's just like he's just yeah. that. 
built. He's just real meaty and big. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. in the comics, right, it's like both of his eyes or something, right? I think the bandages uh, covered like all of his face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in... Which didn't... Okay, now i got to circle back. Didn't in Ben Affleck's Daredevil, didn't Kingpin have an eye patch in that movie? I can't remember. I thought he did. I don't think so. I never watched that one. I wasn't a big enough Evanescence fan. <laughs> oh, well, we have to do a throwback. <laughs> We've got to. Well, yeah, we'll have to do that before we well, start. We gotta the do series. that this year. <laughs> oh it's my god! It's the goodness. movie that created Benefer 1.0. <laughs> right? This is Michael Clark. Yeah, yeah. No, Michael he, Clark he Duncan. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, I thought for some reason I thought he had like an eye patch in that movie, but maybe not. Yeah, that's a crazy movie. Um, <laughs> I just remember that I always remember the scene where uh, Bullseye's on the plane and he flicks the skittle into the lady who's snoring his mouth so she chokes to death. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> um, So in this episode, we see sort of like the you know, we see Maya's childhood and we see sort of her rising the ranks in Kingpin's organization. And then we see like the current time and it's like the aftermath of her shooting Kingpin. So she's run away from New York. Um, she's going back to her hometown in Oklahoma and 
it's weird because like some of the people seem like excited that she's back but then most of them kind of seem like why are you here Mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be here um i don't know what in you know i'm trying to i'm trying to pretend like i hadn't seen all of the episodes so like in this episode you you get the feeling that like something sketchy is going down in this town right but they don't want maya there because they you know she joined the life of crime but it's like well you all don't really seem like you're on the up and up <laughs> if i'm being honest so yeah it's a strange feeling and i don't know if they're just like we know the kingpin so we don't want you to bring him Ooh. here or i don't know well it's yeah it's like it's more so fisk the business owner right mm-hmm. you know his name's everywhere see like i want to Man, I want to season the kingpin now, just like in this world to understand like how far, like how who all knows about Fisk, right? Like what businesses is he running? What are they doing? Um, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's got to be. Is like they 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 know, you know, with her dad and his association with Fisk, and then you know, Maya's basically you know, right under the wing of Fisk. Like, she calls him uncle. So, like, I feel like that's got to be, like, it, right? Like, they just, they're fearful, maybe. They know they're doing shady stuff, but, like, they know what Fisk is capable of, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I guess if all of this is supposed, you know, again, it goes back to, like, what what do the people of this universe know about him near? Yeah. Near the beginning of the episode, you know, she's getting in trouble with the cops and he just rolls up and like, they're trying to stop him and he doesn't even, he just walks straight up and like takes her away. And you just hear, hear the cops like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they have a weird relationship too. I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole, the whole thing is that like he well he says he loves maya because you know it seems like he's using her right like she was strong enough to fight with daredevil and not like completely get knocked out or die mm-hmm. which they make it seem like daredevil kills a bunch of people uh which was interesting mm-hmm. um but then on the flip side, he has an interpreter every time he talks to Maya. Right. And it's like, wow, like you couldn't even take a couple seconds to like learn ASL to speak with Maya. Instead, you. And I don't know if that's like, I mean, you know, watching it, you think like, well, yeah, Fisk is full of himself, right? Like mm-hmm. that's his whole character is that he's like, I'm in charge and I'm going to be in charge. So I think it's fitting for his character to not even bother like learning ASL or any other language. You know, he's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you're going to deal with it. Be okay with it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But I will, I will be honest when I was watching it the first time through, I was like, this kind of seems lazy. Like they didn't want, 
to have to like write in scenes where people were signing to each other so instead they just let him have an interpreter which then there are other times where there is like full conversations in sign language so it's like oh, okay yeah you know that's not what it was it's just his character mm-hmm. flaw but the first time i watched it i was like oh come on boo <laughs> yeah i definitely interpreted it as like he's supposed to be like so caring so much about my and like that's her uncle and all that but he never learned to communicate with her like one-on-one never mm. never even picked up a few signs nothing <laughs> like yeah so every time like that obviously got as if he hadn't done enough that got a kingpin on my bad side and everybody who was a jerk to her in like all these different ways you've got the guy who uh like grabs her whenever he's supposed to be checking her for guns and things and she rightfully kicks his butt and you've got people who are kind of like jerks to her just because she's deaf like come on mm-hmm. get your lives together It's, I think that we're in a place where like Daredevil could be the next, not Daredevil, Kingpin could be the next of those like really good villains that you just like really hate. Because <laughs> you're like, wow, he's just a terrible person. But it's also like for the story, it's so intriguing and he's like a good villain for the story. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes we get villains that are like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. You're a bad guy. I get it. Like, um, what's the guy in uh, in Ant-Man? In the first. We lost your audio. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Okay. Um, <laughs> it. It feels like in in the first Ant Man, Yellow Jacket's whole mm-hmm. story is just like, boo! I don't care. Like this is the lamest supervillain. Like let's hurry up and beat him and get to like a good supervillain. Thanos, good supervillain, right? The whole time you're like, wow, this guy's terrible, and I see why he's scary. He's a good villain in a in a movie, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're getting that with Kingpin. I mean, he was already really great. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin was amazing in the Daredevil series. Oh, so to me, like I, if you just see this actor, like that's he's Kingpin, like right. So now we're getting him again, but like they're leaning even more into him being like a comic book character villain, and it's like, mm-hmm. yes, like now he's reached his like full potential. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and if you're I, listening, like, Marvel execs, like the white suit version kingpin is just like mm-hmm. spot on mm. just what i remember from like spider-man series animated series <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah give us the kingpin show yeah that would be Please. great um well i you know i think overall i really enjoyed episode one i think it was a good way to start it really like laid the foundation for a story moving forward um yeah. let's talk about the uh the intro real quick like what what are y'all's takes on that like you know we're kind of set up to like go through echoes you know ancestors 
um, and this kind of travels through time of what we see, but like, like who do you, like, I don't know. This is supposed to be like the first Choctaw, but they seem, you know, they're, they're not human. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think they are? Like, what do you think this, this is supposed to be or setting up? So I will be honest. Um, in the first episode, I feel like I didn't really even think about it in mm-hmm. the second episode. The way that it starts made me like, oh, hold on. What's going on here? Is this like a character? And I'll admit, like, I don't, I know who Echo is. I haven't read like a bunch of Echo comics, so I don't know mm-hmm. Echo's whole story. My initial thought was like, hold on. Are we like pulling in Kahori and that storyline mm-hmm. from What If? Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. But there definitely seems to be some sort of like inhuman. Uh, what are those? Uh, like, I can't think of what they're called. Eternals. Yeah, Eternals, like yeah. cosmic vibe going on, and it's weird because it's like, where? How does this fit in here? Um. So you know, I I think that's where I that's where I landed with it was that like, Oh, is this, are we trying to pull that Kahori storyline in? Even though I'm pretty sure when we talked about that series, that isn't Kahori was like a character that was made specifically for what if. Yeah. 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 And she's, uh, she's part of the Mohawk nation in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kind of different. I had assumed that the people in the intro were like spirit beings. I didn't Mm. think about them being like, you know, mutants or aliens Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And I also didn't know how much, like I watched that video that talked about how closely they worked with Mohawk Nation, not the Mohawk Nation, but the Choctaw Nation um, and creating this episode or just Mohawks on the (laughs) What If episode. Um, And so I was wondering if they were pulling from like actual like Choctaw creation stories. Um, So I didn't know if this was uh, a really close representation of that or if this is something new that they've created or it's a little bit of a mix of both. Um, but it does seem like uh, regardless of any of that, these are Ma's ancestors. Mm-hmm. No, that's is it... valid points and yeah. questions. I would say listeners, if anyone has a reliable source, let us know so we can read into it. Yeah, definitely. I I really like I think and this is this is part of the reason that I like this series so much like how much stuff they did include and mm-hmm. this whole part of the storyline like her ancestors and stuff was so cool to see in the show even though for like the majority of the time whenever it happened I was like oh cool like another ancestor part I had no idea what the connection was right I was like, I don't know. I didn't think that Echo had powers. I thought she was just super strong because she trained a lot. I didn't, you know. So the whole time I was like, what is going on? Like, what is the healing hand? What is, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening, but this is cool. <laughs> uh, so it'll be fun to dive a little bit more into that uh, with some of these future episodes. Uh, were there any other talking points you guys had? Did we miss anything? 
No, I think we we covered, you know, episode one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A good again, a good a good first episode. Uh mm-hmm. so if you haven't watched this, definitely go check it out. The entire series is available right now on Disney Plus. Um also if you haven't seen Hawkeye, don't start with Echo. Start with Hawkeye, <laughs> yeah. just so you have oh, a little yeah. bit of background. <laughs> Even though this is supposed to be a standalone series, that's why it has the neat little, the new banner, the Marvel yeah, Spotlight. The Marvel mm-hmm. Spotlight. Yeah. But I would say would you... if you're like us going through an ice storm and Hawkeye <laughs> is kind of like a holiday-ish, wintry special, like that would fit perfectly. <laughs> it's cheerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll cheer you up for sure. <laughs> Uh, we'll definitely join us next time. We'll go through uh, we'll go through episode two uh, and continue the story of Echo. Um, for this week, did we do a question last week? Didn't we plan one for this week? I think we planned one for this week. That's right. We did plan one for this. But week. I'm not. I probably should start taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, I think my notebook is at the office. Do you remember what we planned, Alicia? I do not. I simply remember that there was a plan, and I was like, okay. Okay. Well, we'll, how about we'll bump that one to next week? (laughs) Because I can't (laughs) remember what it was either. Um, But I'll I'll get my notebook tomorrow. Um, Or I guess in two weeks. Anyway, so this week's question will be, what version of... uh, of Kingpin that we've seen so far, do you like the most? It could be live action, it could be comic, it could be Kingpin from Spider Verse, you know, Spider Verse, like, yeah. <laughs> so, what? Tell us what your uh, your favorite version of Kingpin that we've had so far is. We'll we'll give you our answers next week, and uh, and we'll have a good question for you next week too. So, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.